All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secure of Akron's AKW Group, also with an office in Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money into individually owned stock portfolios that they custom design for each client's needs. If you have any questions this half hour about the market and about the AKW Group invest their clients' money, you can talk to Walt directly at 330-673-1234 here in Akron and outside of Akron and listening on WNR.com over there in western Pennsylvania. Call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, the market last week uh, kind of shook off the GameStop doldrums. The uh, bulls got behind the wheel of the bus again, and uh, we set more records. So this is a, this is a bull market. doesn't seem to want to give or go away. It doesn't, Bob, and we'll we'll keep it as long as it wants to stay. Uh, the de- investors did definitely buy the dip, uh, propelled the market to new highs last week. We saw, uh, you know, a quick, uh, swift rebound. And if we look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week, it was up 1,165 points, a 3.9% gain for the week. A year to date, we're in positive territory again at 1.8% on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, the S&P 500 index moved up 172 points. That was a 4.6% increase for the week. And again, <clears throat> brought us back to some positive territory at 3.5% year-to-date. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 6% for the week, Bob, 785 points. And again, the NASDAQ kind of taking the lead um, with those big, big major uh, indices, uh, up 7.5% year-to-date. And then the Russell 2000, which measures those small mid-cap stocks, up up 7.7% for the week, 159-point advance. And year-to-date, we're at 13.1%. So, again, I think that it's interesting right now, Bob, you know, no matter what seems to be coming out, um, you know, I think the market's kind of taking it as positive. Um, If it's good news, you know, it supports the narrative that uh, things are improving and getting better. And if it's bad news, I think we're in this thought process now that the the stimulus and the you know the fiscal and monetary support will continue to be there to uh, you know help things continue to get better. So I think there's just a lot of support for an improving uh, environment as we go out over the balance this year. And again, you know, getting some of those political woes behind us um, coming off of the divisions of the you know election last year, and you know people turning the calendar and. I think hoping that, you know, we can get past this coronavirus and and get back out of our homes and so forth. So, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, positive outlooks. And, of course, because the stock market's pushed forward, everybody's feeling pretty good about the experience that they've had 
uh, especially over the past year. I mean, if you had a boat in the water, the the water definitely rose a little bit for you, and, you, and that makes you feel pretty good. So overall, you know, we're feeling pretty good on this Sunday. Now, a lot of fourth quarter earnings have come out, and they've been surprisingly strong. Uh, does the broader data support uh, that uh, strength coming out now? Yeah, but I mean, this is really what's important to me. You know, all those other things aside that we just talked about, you know, we, we look at the economic weight. Uh, to me, you know, earnings are, are so important because they really support stock prices for the longer haul. And as we said, you know, we're sitting here with a, a price-earnings ratio looking forward at a historic high. You know, we're at 22 times uh, forward earnings. There, there's only two things that can happen to put that back in balance. You know, you look at the 25-year history, the uh, 25-year history of that, that uh, metric is 16.6%. So that's, you know, 22, we're, we're at a, an overvaluation. So what you can look for is either prices to drop, which, again, a lot of the bearish people out there think that we're just overpriced and the market's got ahead of itself, or the, the optimist, the other side of it would be looking that earnings continue to grow. So when we see, you know, earnings coming in as strong as they have, um, you know, that's making me feel much more confident that there is a strong recovery ahead. Um, and, again, a lot of good numbers being put out by uh, the companies that we follow and uh, like we said, that's what we spend a lot of time each week paying attention to. Now, Walt, uh, when you talk about earnings and stock prices, uh, uh, television commentator Chris Matthews would often in his discussions with a, a question to his guest, tell me something I don't know. Can you uh, give us some things that our listeners may not know that you may think may be important right now? Yeah, Bob, you know, it's interesting. As we said, you know, we do a lot of, we get a lot of research in here, a lot of intellectual uh, intelligence. And, you know, I constantly am sorting through. I do a tremendous amount of reading uh, each week, you know, and uh, some interesting things that came across, so, you know, some things we'll share. Um, you know, not every part of the world is doing as well, you know, as us. If you look over in Italy, you know, the Italian GDP has contracted almost 9% from last year. Um, unemployment for, for young people over there, 15 to 24 um, is almost 30%. So, you know, a lot of young people out of work and can't find work. And uh, see, when you look at our, our economy here, you know, it, it looks a lot better. Uh, China was the only major economy in 2020 to grow. It was up 2.3%, which is, is interesting. Um, electric vehicles, um, you know, everybody's been talking about electric vehicles, and I know we got a lot of phone calls uh, almost every week. It seems like electric vehicles are in the news. And as we said, we continue to search around, you know, how can you profit or look into electric vehicles? And so, you know, I saw something come across my desk where electric vehicles require four times as much copper wiring um, as an internal combustion vehicle. That's then us uh, scurrying. Uh, to look at, you know, copper and copper stocks and copper mining stocks. So I'm, you know, kind of poking around there, taking a look. And, uh, again, just kind of give you a feel for maybe the way you look at things sometimes. Uh, personal savings in the U.S. is at an all-time high. We, we are $1.5 trillion more in savings than we were a year ago. So people are not spending as much and people are saving. And, again, that's going to support that narrative that people have money to spend. Um, uh, one interesting statistic uh, that came out, you know, I, I saw a study by Vita Health that said that one in six Americans uh, has started therapy for the first time uh, in the past year. Ninety percent of the people in the U.S. are experiencing uh, some kind of a depressive symptom. Uh, so, again, you know, that supports this whole narrative that we've been talking about, that, you know, people are um, kind of tired and, and locked up and, and 
again, we have some interesting companies that we look at. Jazz Pharmaceutical is one in our small mid-cap portfolio, again, that is, uh, they have a lot of uh, antipsychotic and depressive uh, type of medications and pharmaceutical side. So, again, thinking about how these trends may play out into investment, uh, you know, type of uh, opportunities. Um, the Washington Post said there was a record high in gun sales last year in 2020. 23 million guns were bought. Uh, that's a 64% increase year over year. Um, interesting enough, the Senate, we've been talking about with the 50-50 tie there. That's only happened three times in history, back in 1881, 1953, and 2001. Um, and then the Super Bowl today. Uh, interesting enough, our 62% of the people say they'll watch uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, 80% of the people will do it at their home. So, again, a lot of people still staying in. Only 12% indicate that they'll do it with friends and family uh, at, a, at another location. And only 1% will be out in bars and restaurants uh, watching the Super Bowl today. So just, just some uh, you know, interesting facts and figures. And, Bob, we always look at those trends and try to relate them back to some kind of an investment thesis. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. If you have any questions about the market or about specific stocks, you can call them right now, 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron, toll-free, 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Now, as we talk about uh, stock talk, let's look at a few of the stocks that you do own. They reported earnings last week. Amazon. Uh, had earnings reported last week, and uh, how do they how do they look? And is they are they still looking even better for twenty twenty one? Well, Bob, Amazon is just impressive. You know, if you look at their quarter, uh, they did over a hundred billion dollars in revenue uh, for the quarter. They were at one hundred and twenty five point six billion uh, for the for the three months uh, ending December two thousand and twenty. You look at that as from a year ago, uh, they were at eighty seven point four. So that's a forty four percent increase in revenue. 118% increase in earnings, almost $14 billion in earnings. And, again, just, just to give everybody out there perspective on, uh, you know, when I throw these numbers out and we say a billion, uh, I always like to do this every once in a while, Bob, just to remind people what a billion is. Uh, if we could count to a billion, if, we, you know, if you could count one number each second, it would take 31 years, 251 days, 7 hours, and 40, uh, 46 minutes and 40 seconds of your life uh, to count to one billion. So when we throw out a number and say a company did 126 or 125, 125.6 billion in revenue, I mean, that's such an impressive number. Um, and uh, it, the, the scope and, and size of that is amazing. If you broke it down, uh, you know, per hour, uh, that's a, it's almost $44 million per hour. It's almost $734,000 per minute, almost $12,239 per second. Uh, so again, extremely, you know, extreme power. Uh, the company, uh, you know, is really, like we said, hitting on all cylinders and, and continues, I think, to be a major trend that's happening in our society and, and around the world. That uh, you know, people are looking for the convenience and the uh, ability uh, to purchase a lot of uh, their products and services online. Another big news from Amazon, uh, CEO Jeff Bezos says he's going to step down and hand over his uh, job to Andy Jassy. Uh, is this significant for Amazon? Does this uh, worry Wall Street at all that we have a, have a new boss? It, uh, it always, always worries Wall Street a little bit when a, a CEO, superstar CEO like uh, Jeff Bezos steps down. However, I think it's good timing uh, for Jeff Bezos. Um, you know, he kind of gets out of the way maybe of a, little, a lot of the regulation that's going to come down. Um, 
you know, marching these CEOs off to Washington and, and, you know, constantly, you know, talking about regulation and how consumers are being impacted. I mean, Jeff gets to step aside from that, um, you know, which I think is, is a positive. And uh, Jazzy, Andy, Andy Jazzy is a very astute, um, you know, competent executive. It seems like Wall Street has taken the news pretty well. And, and always maybe we'll create a more friendlier Amazon. Um, there's this word that's being tossed around. It's called coopetition. It's a, it's a the kind of a blending of the word of cooperation and competition together. And the idea is that Amazon has built such an amazing structure that they can help a lot of companies. So maybe as opposed under the Jeff Bezos era of being the, the killer of businesses, maybe in the Andy Jazzy area, they'll become more of the helper of businesses, and, and that'll help them with regulators as well. So very interesting narratives that are coming out of Amazon, and uh, we'll continue to watch the story. Uh, and again, they continue to be a holding in our core equity portfolio, and uh, we don't plan on selling them anytime uh, in the future that we can see currently. Is there any buzz about Bezos uh, giving up any of his other holdings, uh, specifically owning the Washington Post? Is he going to devote more time to that now, or has anybody heard anything about that? No, I, there no no uh, other news, uh, Bob. At this point that I've seen, I, I think it was just coming out of the earnings report. They you know made this announcement again. It kind of surprised Wall Street a little bit, but I think yeah, everybody kind of got their head around it real quick, and you know we'll continue to move forward and watch what uh, what Jeff decides to do. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group at 330-673-1234. Uh, Amphi Incorporated, another core equity portfolio holding in your company. They also reported their earnings results last week. What did you see from them, and how did the future look for that stock? Yeah, you know, Amphi looks good, Bob. You know, again, this is a large pharmaceutical company, um, you know, working in a lot of uh, disease areas that are, you know, extremely interesting, you know, in- immunology, oncology, neuroscience, eye care, virology, aesthetics, you know, when you talk about, uh, uh, you know, cosmetic uh, type of uh, pharmaceuticals. So, again, you know, Avi, a very strong quarter, um, 59% increase in revenue. They did $13.8 billion uh, for the quarter, over 8.7 the year prior. Uh, again, earnings were very powerful, up 32% at 292 a share versus 221 the year prior. Uh, Umera continues to be their powerhouse drug. Um, you know, Umera uh, is about uh, 45% of, of the year's uh, $45.8 billion in revenue. Uh, there's worries about competition, uh, you know, from biosimilars and you know, loss of patents from Umera. But, uh, you know, Abby has a very strong pipeline as, as we continue to look at the competitiveness of the company. And, uh, where they're headed, Can, of course, they're bringing Auergan, uh, the purchase that they made of Auergan into the company. And, again, we continue to like Abby, um, you know, as we look forward. Uh, again, pays a pretty strong dividend at about 4.8% on the dividend yield and, and continues to grow that dividend. So a company that's done a good job, um, you know, through the pandemic and, and has a, a pretty positive future looking forward. Let's try to get those calls on the air now on WNIR. Go ahead, please. Morning. I wondered, with all the talk of uh, short selling in the news, where do these hedge funds borrow the stock? Who do they borrow the stock from? Uh, uh, I was just wondering, uh, do you have any idea where they borrow all this stock to sell short? Yeah, so, so this, this, um, sell, the short selling is done in the, in the market. It's done through large broker-dealers. Um, again, you, know, you have to have a, um, a market to, to do the short sales. Um, so, again, they're going to their preferred broker-dealers that they work with and placing those trades. Um, 
and uh, you know, working in the in the markets that all of us would work in. If you if you wanted to do do a short sale, uh, you'd be working through the same market system that those hedge funds are working through. Okay, I just wondered. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling on WNIR. You on the air? Go ahead, please. Go well, out. You're on the air. Hello. Okay. Hi. My question for Walt is about Ford Motor, and uh, I've owned it in the past. I don't own it now. Uh, it did really well as far as adjusted profit. It had a low in March of four dollars and ten cents. It closed Friday at eleven fifty one. Uh, do you think there's still a chance for growth in the stock, or do you think it's going to plateau around fourteen to seventeen like it usually does? Ford Motor is a company that I've followed for years. Of course, my dad worked for Ford Motor Company for almost 39 years, so it's a company that uh, I've paid attention to for a lot of reasons. Um, they've had they had a really good quarter, as you mentioned, and I think that their new CEO, Jim Farley, uh, who took control in October, is already starting to do a, a really good job. Um, if you look at, you know, they're stream, streamlining their operations. Um, they're reallocating capital to, to their strengths like uh, trucks and SUVs and commercial vehicles. Uh, they made a real commitment back to iconic passenger vehicles, um, you know, the Bronco um, and, of course, the Mustang, uh, Mach-E uh, that they, they're bringing out. They had some really bright spots. Some even over in China, they saw retail sales cl- uh, climb almost 30% in China. And as we talked about, China's a, you know, kind of a recovering economy there. Uh, so, again, we and, and they have a huge commitment. Uh, to electric vehicles, they they announced a $22 billion uh, electrification program through 2025, and also a commitment to autonomous or self-driving vehicles, almost a $7 billion commitment over the next uh, 10 years uh, to that program as well. And also a really interesting six-year partnership uh, that they announced last week with Google. So again, the whole idea of, you know, maybe uh, these cars uh, having some new features that will really impress uh, you know, people down the road, uh, you know, and a partnership with Google is pretty darn interesting. So, again, we like Ford. I mean, I, I've always liked Ford as a company. The the cars, uh, I drive them. Got an F-150 sitting out in the parking lot right now. And, uh, you know, it has a, a, the dividend still has not been restated. I think a lot of people were waiting to see what they do with the dividend. But uh, we, we like the trajectory and kind of where the company's heading. And I think they're responding well to the challenges uh, in the automotive market today. And do you think there's going to be an issue with the, uh, I know they've stopped production on the F-150 because of a chip issue. They can't get chips. Uh, you think that's going to slow down a little bit or, or, or not? It will. It will. It'll slow production a little bit. It might uh, delay some sales. But again, I think it's going to build that demand. Um, you know, a lot of people want those trucks. And I think there's a lot of demand out there for vehicles in general. And uh, as soon as they can kind of resolve that chip issue, the demand should pick up pretty strongly. Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, and you guys have a great day. Thank you too. Uh, WNIR, we're talking to Walt Secura on Invest Wisely of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania, 330-673-1234 on Stock Talk and outside of Akron, including on WNIR.com. You can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. Another stock that you hold in your empowering women portfolio is PayPal Holdings. They reported last week. Uh, what are the pals at PayPal say about how they're doing? Yeah, PayPal, again, had a really nice report, Bob. Um, Six billion, six point one billion over four point nine billion for the quarter. A twenty three percent revenue increase, thirty uh, percent earnings increase. A dollar eight over eighty three cents from the year prior. 
Uh, again, we, we like PayPal. It's uh, proven itself as uh, you know proven electronic payment solution um, uh, for merchants and consumers around the world. Uh, it's a trusted source. Um, we talked about their Venmo, I think, you know, a couple months ago or weeks ago. We talked about Venmo, which does their person-to-person uh, payment platform and their commitment to that uh, virtual wallet. Um, so, again, very, very interesting. Um, and, again, we like PayPal, and we, we obviously we put it in that uh, empowering women's portfolio. They have good gender diversity programs and overall commitment to diversity and uh, kind of ahead of the game a little bit on that. A lot of companies may be forced to take a look at those types of changes in their company. So a company like PayPal that's a little bit ahead of the diversity issues is, is a good, it's, it's a good thing to have in a portfolio. So we're, uh, we're very happy with our purchase of PayPal and we'll continue to be an investor uh, at this stage. Uh, another stock that we talk about often is the online and mobile commerce giant, the Chinese company Alibaba. Now, they were, they were head of that company. A man named Jack Ma uh, disappeared in China. Now he's reappeared. This may be a miniseries someday. But, but basically, <laughs> what does that have an effect on that Alibaba's sales and profits and how they appeared this quarter? Yeah, their quarter looked good, Bob. Um, maybe a little bit disappointing from Wall Street's perspective. Um, you know, the fact that China was supposed to be a little bit more recovering. And when you compare it to something like Amazon, maybe not as powerful as an Amazon report, but... Again, they they did 33.9 billion in revenue over 23 billion the year prior. That's a 46 percent revenue increase. Uh, anytime you're dealing in these large numbers and you're putting up 46 percent type of revenue growth, that's that's darn impressive. And their net income was up 30 percent, 338 a share versus 261. Uh, as you said, the reappearance of Jack Ma is a positive. I mean, there was a lot of drama around that, so I mean, we're good to see that he's in the news and, and still walking around. Um, uh, there's a lot of thought that they're resolving uh, the Alipay issues with the regulators over in um, in the, you know China, and, and that uh, that offering the Ant uh, IPO coming back to the market would be a huge boost uh, to the company and to the stock, and I think to the confidence uh, in the Chinese market overall. So uh, a lot a lot of positives behind the scene. Again, it's been a stock that. Uh, with the power that it's had, you know, we we think maybe it hasn't performed as we had thought it would over the past year. But again, we're we're going to hold it here. Um, we think the risk return parameters are worth it. Again, in a diversified portfolio, um, I'm not sure I would make Alibaba my only holding, but in a, a portfolio of 20 or 30 stocks, I think it fits just fine. A reminder, too, that the AKW Group is a member of the Robert W. Baird Company. They're affiliated with them. The Baird Company can also help them provide all kinds of private wealth management advice, asset management, uh, uh, state planning, financial planning, uh, reviews, calculations, and, and tax reviews and tax planning also. So here it is, uh, February. Is it time for us to start gathering all our important tax documents, our, our 1099s coming on in? Is the uh, uh, slow mail service bothering some of those? Uh, when do they arrive, and uh, what do we should we be uh, waiting for also before we can actually uh, contact the accountant and start uh, getting the process underway? Absolutely, Bob. Yeah, it's like clockwork around here. I can tell you right when it's tax season because the phone does ring. We, we don't we don't get tremendous amounts of phone traffic in our office, but uh, when tax season hits, a lot of people want to get those taxes done early, and they're calling looking for those ten ninety nines. Um, you know, so again, most of our most companies are. You know, trying to get those out of the mail timely. Uh, 1099-Rs, uh, just like W-2s, uh, had a requirement to be mailed by the end of January. 
Uh, so most of those should be in the mail. Uh, we do hear from a lot of our clients extremely slow mail service, um, uh, which there's nothing we can do about. We really encourage uh, people to sign on up for electronic delivery. If you had electronic delivery and, and you're set up, you can sign in and download that 1099 immediately by yourself. You don't have to wait for the U.S. Postal System to, to get it in that mailbox, which they seem to be having a lot of trouble doing these days, Bob. So, um, you know, hopefully they can get those issues resolved. But, uh, yeah, those are going out, and then there'll be a wave of, of 1099s, you know, the 1099 uh, divs, the 1099 INTs, the 1099 OIDs, the 1099Bs, uh, which all kind of go on that consolidated 1099 from a brokerage firm like ours. You know, a lot of clients get that consolidated 1099, which combines the dividends, interest, um, their, you know, stock and bond transactions for the year on one on that 1099 consolidated form. Uh, those will all go out in waves, depending a lot of times on the types of securities that you have. Uh, most of our clients get ours quickly because we type them to buy just stocks and bonds, just normal, easy types of investments. Uh, but if you own things that are a little bit more sophisticated or complicated, um, those could be delayed all the way into March. Um, so, again, uh, if you're looking for those 1099s, uh, see if you can get an online sign-on or, you know, uh, track them down. But uh, keep track of them. Make sure you get them to your tax advisor to get those taxes done properly. Now, we hear, like with anything else out there, the uh, virus has an impact on, on how fast or how uh, capable the IRS is going to be about processing forms and tax returns this year. In fact, I think they even delayed even accepting uh, the short forms uh, for a couple of weeks until I think this month. Have you heard of any other problems that people are going to have? And if they do have those problems, is the accountant that gets uh, saddled with the resolution of those problems or is it something that the client has to do? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it falls back down to the responsibility of the taxpayer at the end of the day. But, of course, the, you know, taxpayers rely on their advisors to help them get things done. So I would say, you know, reach out and communicate with your advisors. We don't mind the phone calls. You know, we welcome it in here. We do all we can to make the process easy for people. A lot of our clients are older, and uh, they lived a long life, and they worked hard, and they deserve somebody to kind of jump and snap and you know, if we need to print extra things out or, you know, I even drop some things off to my clients here that are out in the West Market area, you know, West Akron area, uh, dropped off some, you know, forms here and there to people when, they, when you need them. So I think you should expect a lot from the advisors you work with, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll continue to service you and get you what you need. And of course, a reminder now, Walt and the AKW Group, they are not, uh, they are not accountants. They are not uh, uh, tax uh, uh, accountants in any way, shape, or form. But you do work with those who are, and you know some pretty good uh, tax accountants out there. So if one of your clients, or even one of our listeners, is uh, looking to find uh, somebody who really can work with these kinds of investments. Not every, every accountant is familiar with the ins and outs of how to show these investments and basically of how to get the, what deductions are available for you. So you can always recommend somebody for that and uh, help them uh, down that path and hopefully somebody that uh, you work with these uh, other accountants and uh, that makes it easier for to give the good advice to your clients and put them in the right place. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Bob, that's one thing with Dan Strebler and myself being in this uh, area for over 30 years of our career, uh, we know a lot of good people and we're happy to pass names along. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll give people two or three names so they can, you know, kind of reach out and, and Find out somebody that really matches up with them, um, with their personality and their needs. So, Walt Sakira, what about next week in the market? Yeah, next week, Bob, a, a slew of economic and uh, data and, again, company reports will continue to be uh, you know, put out there. And we'll continue to do our job and pay attention to everything we can. And 
uh, make sure we continue to structure the portfolios the way they need to be as we go through uh, 2021. Walt Sakara, the AKW Group in Akron. You can call him at 234-466-7476. That's an Akron number, 234-466-7476. Or in western Pennsylvania, call their Washington office with Sue Marshall in the helm there, 412-480-5090. 412-480-5090. Tell him you heard of him on WNIR Kent Akron. Talk to you next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AbbVie Inc., symbol ABBV. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Jazz Pharmaceuticals, symbol JAZZ. PayPal Holdings Inc., symbol PYPL. Please note that Robert W. Baird Inc. Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird Inc. Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Alibaba Group Holding Limited in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited in the past 12 months.